names we know and some whose names we do not know. But I will tell you something, we have been here before. Now the only difference is we got some company, Rev. We got our gay lesbian sisters and brothers with us this time. We got our Hispanic, Asian, Native American sisters and brothers with us this time. I think Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King said we may not have gotten here on the same ship, but we are in the same boat right now. In Father Teresa's wine cellar, we believe all oppression is intersectional. And this means our analysis of current events frequently includes discussion of difficult and explicit content. Any combination of the following topics could be included in our show. Murder, rape, war, climate change, racism, sexism, violence, sexual violence, homophobic violence, heterocentrism, discrimination and abuse against individuals of nonconformist sexuality, domestic violence, child abuse, child rape, child neglect, elderly abuse, verbal abuse, police brutality, microaggressions, ableism, cyberbullying, genital mutilation, ideological extremism, and people just being total fucking assholes. Media.com. <clears throat> and my bad to uh, folks on the Twitter. There is a uh, Wine Cellar Media Twitter, and um, it's mostly auto tweets. I very rarely actually type in a tweet and tweet it. It's typically um, it's auto from the website and um, and automatic tweets from um, this paper Lee thing that we set up, which is really like a Twitter feedback loop, mostly to keep that Twitter account inherently active by having it auto-tweet. <clears throat> and um, it's based on folks that we follow on Twitter from that, which is why I keep the follower thing very limited. And, um, and so their stuff like automatically updates through paper Lee from Twitter so it's like the stories that would that these lefties would find interesting then get um they get aggregated together and then spit back out <laughs> through a newspaper tweet from the uh, wine cellar Twitter. And uh, so, so very rarely will you actually see uh, me composing a microblog or a tweet, as it were. All right. This is um, morning wine cellar, extemporaneous morning wine cellar. And I can't seem to find that piece of audio. Phoenix Kalita said she tagged me, and I'm simply not seeing it. I'm going to have to message her back and be like, what the heck is going on here, buddy? I don't see a dat gum or nothing. I mean, Jesus yeah. was a white man, too. But, you, you know, it's like we have he was a historical figure i mean that's a verifiable fact as is santa i just want right. the kids watching to know that yes. but my point is how do you just revise it you know in the middle of the legacy of the story and change santa from white to black yeah. okay it's in the messages that's the deal it wasn't um a tag in a public thread <clears throat> 
Okay, so this is the update on the um, teenage black girl who was uh, put in jail for not doing homework. So, uh, Jesus Christ, we should see um, Queen Mala coming out in favor of this. But there is an update. We had it on winesolomedia.com. It's coming off of NBC News. And a quote from her, uh, known as Grace, I miss my mom. I can control myself. I can be obedient. This is fucking creepy. This is, sounds fucking horrific. Jesus Christ. Um. So the article they have up is uh, by Eric Ortiz. It's a 15-year-old black girl who has been incarcerated in Michigan since midday after she uh, failed to do her online homework, won't be returning home. A judge decided Monday in a case that has stoked outrage uh, that it that, that it is emblematic of, a, of systemic racism and the criminalization of black children. The Oakland County Judge Mary Ellen, Mary Ellen Brennan, so the judge, Mary Ellen Brennan, determined that the girl has been benefiting from a residential treatment program at a juvenile detention center. That's that's oxymoronic, isn't it? Residential treatment program at a juvenile detention center, but is not yet ready to be with her mother. I, I just want to, you know, what is, this, what is this judge's name here? What is this? Judge Mary Ellen Brennan, you say? I, I, li- I like I like searching stuff on the, the Yahoo, the Google, Bing it, ask that nigga Jeeves, whatever you got to do. Huh. Well, well, look at that. Quite the yellow-headed individual. Very pale about the epidermis. And there are, um, and I mean, what's the consequence? A few people like me say her name on the internet discouragingly. And then she keeps on getting her fucking those fat checks. Goes back to a fat crib. Post up and chill. You know, throw some more little niggers in a cage. There's literally no consequence. Ah, that's a big problem with white supremacy is like what 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 comes of this other than a trauma for another black person and then they get to go and navigate adulthood in late stage capitalism exponential climate change and sea level rise with that trauma on top of everything else that's fucked sounds neat you take a look over here at the facebook there is uh sam samson also blue collar working bloke out there um across the pond as they say so uh this is a very fucking grimy story there's a, a few more details they'll throw at you from uh this article on nbcnews.com by eric ortiz uh they continue um so this, this determined that the girl has been benefiting right but not yet but ready to be returned to her mother And um, the presiding judge of the court's family division scheduled another hearing for fucking September. So we're moving on through July. It's the 22nd right now in my time zone. It's the 22nd, uh, 3 a.m. 
And so we got to get to August, then through August. And it doesn't say what day in September, just a hearing for September. This is fucking filth, muck and grime. The uh, girl who has been identified only by her middle name, Grace, was the subject of a report published last week by those folks out in ProPublica at Illinois uh, with the uh, politicians and community activists expressing outrage over her incarceration. During a three-hour proceeding, white supremacist, um, doop, 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 let's get back to that name, Mary Ellen Brennan, um, da, 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 white supremacist Mary Ellen told Grace that it was in her best interest to stay in the program after all the progress she's been making. Now, let's go back to what the, the, the quote was from her. That which is the uh, the subheading of this article. I miss my mom. I can control myself. I can be obedient. What in the blue fuck are? Well, we know that white men work in uh, women's and girls jails. We know this, right? Well, men can work in women's and girls jails. Keys to the cell, twenty four hours. The fuck are they doing to that black girl in there? Again, the quote. Let's do it again. I miss my mom. I can control myself. I can be obedient. End quote. Now, um, continuing forward with this uh, NBC News article by Eric Ortiz. um, A quote. uh, Give yourself a chance to follow through and finish something. The right thing is for you and your mom to be separated for right now. This is what this white woman is deciding for this black family because she has on a robe and a gavel and was born white. I wouldn't doubt there was class privilege afoot. You know, I'm not going to research her on one morning wine cellar. And went through the system as a white person, the uh, educational system, and I'm pretty sure you go from lawyer to judge, probably went on to do the law thing, right? Study the the material, answer the questions right, and now all of a sudden you are a great lawyer. You just are because you were born white and privileged, and now you're in this position to split up black families and lock little 15-year-old girls in cages with strangers, uh, no video, no... uh up to every 30 minute updates what's happening to this little black girl behind this closed door nothing that's the system we're supposed to trust that shit i'm supposed to be pro-america again why do we keep saying why we where we break with other lefties we're not patriots america is fucked america is a shitty bad idea that was forced upon human beings by those that just happen to have gunpowder and cruelty Fuck America. Uh, let's uh, take a look here. We'll start, we're starting the day pretty reasonable. It's 3.04 a.m. I need to be in the factory by 4.30 prepping machine parts. Taking a look over there at the Facebook. Not much action, but this is the uh, <clears throat> not a usual time. All right. So this is um, extemporaneous morning wine cellar. Um, things that I might make note of. Uh, that Great American Outdoors Act is still up there. 
it looks like maybe um John Lewis may have sponsored it or presented it. Let's take a look. So it's an act to amend Title 54 of the United States Code to establish, fund, and provide for the use of um of amounts in a national parks and public land legacy restoration fund to address the maintenance backlog of National Park Service. You might want to go towards stopping logging in Washington State first, right? They they're trying to get logging popping in um in those forests out there. There's a lot of fucking good vegetative forest land out in Washington State. And I remember uh telling Phoenix Kalita, like, that's where you breathe. Up in Washington, but like up in like North Seattle and shit. Oh, that's where you can fucking breathe. And yeah, she when she went up there for that swap thing, she came back and reported, oh, I never never breathed like that before. And that's because th- there's all that great vegetation and that, um, oh, Jesus Christ, so, chlorophyll. Yeah, all that damn chlorophyll sound more like borophyll. <laughs> um, that shit in the process of photosynthesis. We have great fucking oxygen out there. It is fantastic breathing in Washington State. I highly recommend it. <clears throat> but this one is about um, maintaining parks. All right. Yeah. So this uh, National Park Service, United States Fish and Wildlife Service, the Bureau of Land Management, and the, um, the Land and Water uh, Conservation Fund and other purposes. So this is like basically, can I take $100 and spread it across five months of shit to do? So I don't think it's a uh, I don't think it's a strong bill. I think it really is these niggas just passing the time and picking up their salary. You know, do some real anti climate change shit, some anti sea level rise shit. Show me a fucking bill. Show me you're serious. All right, um, and let's go ahead and get in a uh, corporate crime report from uh, Russell Mokyber. Got to check that volume. Yo, corporate crime report comes in hot. Crime Reporter Morning Minute for Friday, July 24, 2020. I'm Russell Mokhyber. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo's administration has yet to make public the names of dozens of nursing homes whose experiences could shed light on whether the administration's controversial policy of sending hospital patients sick with COVID-19 into the vulnerable homes contributed to the state's staggering loss of life. That's according to a report from ProPublica. Under the policy, more than 6,000 COVID-19 patients were sent from hospitals to nursing homes across the state, a move that scared and enraged many families worried about their loved ones being exposed to the deadly virus. To date, at least 6,500 nursing home residents have died of the virus, more than 6% of the state's entire nursing home population. For the Corporate Crime Reporter, I'm Russell Mokhyber. Yeah, it's Russell Mokhyber, Corporate Crime Report. Russell Mokhyber, R-U-S-S-E-L-L-M-O-K-H-I-B-E-R, the Corporate Crime Reporter. It's uh, very dope. Uh, little 60-second joints he puts out there. Uh, fresh information. There's a, uh, a website for it, CorporateCrimereporter.com. Check that shit out. Like, um, I have it set, right? Extemporaneous morning wine cellar. I'm hanging out with you. We'll do a little personal journal updating too, goddammit. But uh, I like, when I, I I have my Google thing, the Chrome, set up so that when I open it, it opens up um, 
Stitcher Radio, Apple, and um, SoundCloud <clears throat> so I can see podcast stats, Blog Talk Radio so I can see stats. Um, it opens up the WordPress so if I want to get to posting immediately, like all these multiple tabs open by default. You know, uh, crooksandliars.com, rightwingwatch.org, those open by default because I do look at what these fucking <laughs> Republicans and, you know, right wing conservative motherfuckers be doing. They're, they're on some shit like they're still they're still dangerous you know i think we uh we tend to focus on the democrats because like ideologically they're right there like ideologically you're my neighbor and real shitty upkeep like i can smell whatever the fuck you're doing over there it's not awesome and then you keep coming over and taking my shit and calling me your base <laughs> nigga i'm not <clears throat> right like how um you know, like Nina Turner. When I first saw Nina Turner, it was on MSNBC. I thought MSNBC was hard. I was like, oh shit, what is this station? Right, because of fucking, I had uh, purchased this iPod Touch thing many moons ago, 2010. And I learned what podcasts were. So I'm just looking like, okay, well, you know, lefty, progressive, whatever. And um, some Rachel Maddow shit came up. And I was like, okay, who's this Rachel Maddow? And I'm uh, playing the program. And I'm like, this is, a, you know, I was listening to other podcasts. And I'm like, this is incredibly well produced. And how is this podcaster getting all these politicians and shit on his guests? Like, this is a dope-ass podcast. I had no idea it was a cable station. And then I was like, so I actually thought MSNBC was like her podcast network. <laughs> and then I saw it on TV. I was like, oh, it's a whole fucking thing. And they just like Willie Geist and shit like that they would make podcasts out of. They, I think they briefly tried um, Al Sharpton, like, podcasting his show, but Rachel Maddow is the most popular one. It's still, like, the audio of her nightly program is podcasted. And so I'm looking at MSNBC, like, okay, so this is where they got this program. They probably got other shit. And I remember, like, fucking uh, Ed Schultz would come on talking about the workers, man, and goddammit, workers, and there's fucking racism. And I'm like, all right, fucking big angry white man is talking about workers. Dope. Uh, Al Sharpton, he was, he had a show too, you know, and, uh, and I remember on one of those shows, Nina Turner was a regular contributor. I think she was still an Ohio state Senator at that time. And she came on and just was flexing on the Republicans so hard. And I was like, God damn, I thought she was a contributor. I confused her with Joanne Reed when I first, uh, like the first couple weeks watching. And, um, but then as you move forward, Nina Turner actually stood by the words that she was saying in those and she went left I mean hell she was already left right they were just exploiting it and that's the thing like I said like they, you're a bad neighbor you come and take shit from me then call me your base right like when, it, when I look think back to all those Nina Turner segments that was just like theft of ideals theft of representation theft of an identity politic really because it's like look at this dark-skinned black woman arguing against this shit they wouldn't do that now not with nina turner they would uh literally um keep her from being able to speak at something and introduce sanders and offer donuts and then make donut twitter to mock her these are the people that care about identity politics and want to listen to dark-skinned black women donut twitter Anyone you see with a donut in their profile is racist as fuck. 
Um, <clears throat> but now, so they, they put her out in 2016, but they want to have John Kasich, Kasich and his Audrey Two-Face-looking ass come do it. John Kasich, he's a Republican. So they will literally rather have a Republican than a former Ohio State Senator Democrat progressive dark-skinned black woman they would have her have they would rather have a cis hetero republican white man than a dark-skinned black woman this is the identity politics crowd folks they take it serious they really mean it no no they super fucking don't all right extemporaneous morning wine cellar it is still and now we're at uh 3 13 in the a.m i do need to Get on down to that factory where there's no air fucking conditioner. Jesus Christ, it's terrible in there. But um, let's see what else is uh popping and cranking here. Uh, Phoenix Kalita Swapcast. I have been posting some reruns of that. We still have the spotlight episode of Phoenix Kalita having a long form uh, sex workers rights discussion with uh Krister B. Daring. There is um the uh the swapcast um full episode with Phoenix Kaliter's guest, all the new uh representation at Swap, the uh staff. And at Social Dissonance, remember we uh and you can find us, so I I put the um the RSS feed in iTunes and Stitcher Radio. So if you really just want a, a separate social dissonance feed, that is available. And it, it is based off the uh, social distance page. It's uh, me and Penny Loco. So that's going onward in the wine cellar. And let's see if Phoenix Kaliter has um, updated winecellarmedia.com. No, nothing fresh there. Extemporaneous morning wine cellar. Uh, <laughs> Sam Sam said, I hope for a cool day for you at the factory. It's going to be real gonna be real because i'm um because they they put up uh where we're gonna be working the uh where we're gonna be working the day before and i'm gonna be on the same line where i am running operating the machines but on this line you are required to uh go outside and work the line as well several times and you also uh you also exit the room a great deal to uh to get more product when typically i run a line where you kind of stay inside the room because there's um there's six machines downstairs, six machines upstairs, two elevator systems, you know, uh, a dumper. Folks might want to look that up. Look up um, industrial factory dumper, you know, um, and it's an automatic dumper. So I, I don't like just leaving that thing unattended because it's huge and it will move um, independent of a human being. And we don't need any fuck ups with that. So you tend to be more locked down in that machine room at roughly like 70 degrees. Now, the way I work, I do have to lift a lot of heavy shit. I got to run up and down stairs, checking and maintaining the upstairs machines. So I still do sweat out my dashiki, but it's not on the 95 degree floor. And I am confidently saying 95 degrees because I lived in Florida for 12 years. And I know when the temperature is above the 80s, it is fucking ridiculous on the floor. All right, rightwingwatch.org. What is at the top right now? An individual that goes by the name of Ann Vandersteel. All right. 
And as Vandersteel says that an individual that goes by the name of Liz Crocken deserves Medal of Freedom for having saved millions of children from satanic pedophiles. Well, let's let's do an extra trigger warning uh, for this one. Let's let's hear let's hear some some audio. Um, well let let let's take a look. Um, so Liz Crocken is one of these QAnon folks. And um and apparently Ann Vandersteel is as well, and I guess and you never know with because grifting is profitable, you know. So you never know if folks are really real, like who's really buying it. So, but you know, with this QAnon, it's obviously something where if you brand yourself as a part of that and become a content creator, if you're charismatic. And if you're uh, photogenic, as it were, you know, and you got maybe, you know, some decent production behind you, you know, you can um, you are now a broadcaster that can become your full time job within a year. Let's hear him. Yes, right wing watch. We know managed to just stay clean and you've managed to just stay clean and pure and your heart is so good. And I see so much. Oh, my God. It, it it's like visually folks like if i could screen share i would it's a blonde white woman uh screen shared with a another blonde white woman telling her how what did she say pristine what was that clean and pure and clean and pure jesus christ all right all right so we probably know what some of their side ideologies are let's give this a running start You've managed to just stay clean and pure, and your heart is so good. And I see so much of President Trump and you, frankly, trying to <laughs> save the children, which is amazing. So, you know, I'd like to wrap up the show here, but recently we saw, and Q even posted it, was the Flynn family. They took the mm-hmm. oath. Do you want? Q even posted it, right? So, you know, pick a leader. Or, or again, if you're a grifter, understand who they want to be led by. And quote them. Uh, Sam Sam in the archi- in the archive chat room said, "Uh, only the offices have AC at our warehouse." Yep, that and it's blatant too, isn't it? Like you can see the unit, and they and uh, at ours they have um a little hose running from it, so it can drip that air conditioner water into a little garbage can. Yeah, it's like, oh, fuck those. Mother-. And then the, they'd be having the office door just wide open. No one even in there. Motherfuckers. <sighs> I, I I don't like them. I don't like them. All right. Um, let's get back to these uh, brilliant right wingers. Want to take the oath with me? We can repeat after General Flynn. Okay. And yeah, so there's the Flynn family. Are they talking about um? so General Flynn? Like, I don't really follow the Trump administration. Folks probably know that, that regularly tune into the wine cellar. I cover smaller stories for the most part. Like, this Trump shit is like, yeah, I I was born into Reagan, and I was a small child with Bush 1, and I went into my adulthood with Bush 2. I've seen it. I know Republican administrations by now. You know, I get it. I've had my first, first years of my adulthood were eight years of a Republican administration. And guess what? Then I had eight years of a Democrat administration. And I think it's more interesting covering the Democrat administration because folks that might be Democrat leaning are more likely to follow my content. 
and it will be more constructive for them to know what um what Chris Hayes isn't telling them. And sure. do we have it do we have it written down somewhere where I can read it? We have it queued up. We can put the video up. They have I bet they love saying they have something queued up. So they they're, they're going to do an oath together. This is creepster. Up and we just have to hold our hands up like this and we'll just follow General Flynn and repeat after him. Okay. And everybody in the audience, by the way, please hold up your right hand and let's all take the oath together. We've got uh, 755 in YouTube chat alone. Oh, so cool. everybody, if you just hold up your right hand, yeah, right. let's hold take the right oath hand. together. Okay, go okay. ahead, Liz. Cue the, the video. Yeah, oath. we're ready. Ready. I solemnly swear. Okay. That I will support defense. That I will support and defend. This is fucking ridiculous. They really did. And, and then one of them started laughing through it. Like, the Constitution, the Constitution of the United States. Against all enemies. Against enemies. Against all Yeah. So these are some dedicated little right wingers. This is actually, like, not nearly as funny as it should be. This is creepy. I was blessed to have you out there just bringing truth into the darkness and shining that light into darkness. And you've saved millions of children. I'm sure of it. I'm absolutely sure of it. And I think you deserve the medal of... You see, and again, like, whether this show host is absolutely sure of it or not, the audience is. The armed right-winger audience. I always stress that right-wingers are armed. They love to tell us they are and post pictures and videos. And remember Pizzagate. Like, they'll mob like that. And still, like, I get it. Alex Jones, Alex Jones, Alex Jones. Joe fucking Rogan was, is I think, is really a bigger component of that Pizzagate shit blowing up. Because Joe Rogan who is seen by many a white man as very reasonable and even-handed, of course, they think that of him. And he platformed Alex Jones to come bring that shit on his show and very irresponsibly, unquestioningly covered Pizzagate as if it was some real shit. When really, it's just the language of 4chaners, of pedophiles on 4chan... And that was how they would ask for um, to share child porn. CP, cheese pizza was child porn. That's their old language. Oh, my God. All right. So let's dance it on back a little bit. I don't think there's much more with uh, with the folks down at Right Wing Watch. Right. Mike Pompeo says uh, property rights and religious liberty are form are foremost human rights expanding catalog of rights trivializes american values jesse lee peterson smears john john lewis calling him an evil man i kind of want to segment that like what the fuck like i mean i wasn't a big fan of john lewis i'm not gonna call the brother evil and that is uh segmented so jesse calls john lewis um evil jesse lee peterson for the folks on Facebook Live, they're like, what the fuck just that? I cut it up for the podcast. <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, let's, oh, what? Three minute clip. God damn it. All right. Let's do it. Oh, Congressman John, ex Congressman John Lewis, hero would not be one. So she's lying. Well, maybe he is a hero. Uh, 
He said ex-congressman like he quit. No, he's, he he died, Jesse. All right, so Je- Jesse's being deliberately, um, you know, uh, you know, kind of rude about it for for his, you know, target white audience. Like he knows who he's talking to. Uh, because she is the daughter of Satan, and he is a son of Satan. So maybe in that world, he's a hero, and that he pushed evil. John Lewis. Okay, it didn't take much to get to it. So John Lewis pushed evil. Maybe he'll elaborate. Congressman John Lewis, he did, was a race hustler, a loser. He divided the races. He assisted in dividing the races like no one else I ever heard. Like the rest of those so-called civil rights leaders. Yeah, this is uh, this is very actively cruel, you know, and um, and we do call him the um, the in- intra intra racial black word for bootlicker. He's a fucking coon. That is some high level coon. And like how hard he is going in on a still warm dead body. Did the rigor mortis even kick in yet? Jesse is really fucking dirty for this. John Lewis was not a hero he was a zero yeah again i don't think he was a a hero but jesus christ he wasn't trying to hurt niggas like say save this segment for chuck schumer but but what the fuck does jesse lee peterson know about anything he just does right wing and talking points not a hero and I don't care how they put that fancy music with open talking about him and he's talking about all that stuff. It's just emotional crap to pull you in and make you accept a man who was evil as though he was good. Okay, that's all right. Strong arguments from Jesse Lee Peterson. Fucking bugged out. And extemporaneous morning wine cellar. It is uh, 3.27 in the a.m. I need to eat something. All right. uh, But before that, I'll take a look at uh, Crooks and Liars over here. And keep it in mind, folks, uh, when you go to Crooks and Liars, know that they are uh, party biased like a fuckermucker. The same thing with uh, Right Wing Watch, you know, so I'm careful about fucking with their shit. Um... So uh, this individual named Napolitano, which I'm pretty sure is one of those Fox News heads. Well, Napolitano has thoughts and or opinions about the Portland thugs. Been reading all about whether or not it's illegal. And you know what? And and keep in mind who you're mostly seeing here. And I told you little white niggas, you know, uh, a couple days ago in the wine cellar, they're calling you niggers. And they're gearing you up to get fucked up by other white people. Dead up. Like, y'all really need to start moving way fucking iller than you're moving. Y'all motherfuckers is out there walking real light. I be seeing videos. Y'all niggas be out there five deep and shit. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. And y'all niggas need cars, too. Can't just be moving on foot all the damn time. Unless you're ready to hit fences. Do you really have your running shoes on? I've seen some of y'all niggas, your little pants be sagging and shit. Hike them shits up. You might have to move. And y'all might, some of y'all niggas might need heat. You're in some shit. 
legal for the president to send in federal uh, federal uh, officers into local cities. And everyone has a different opinion. I mean, Chad Wolf with DHS points to 40 U.S. Code 1315, says that DHS can deputize officers for duty in connection with the protection of property owned or occupied by the federal government and persons on the property. Uh, a, a law professor... All right, they're ripping through that fast, but... They're reiterating what we all fucking know. Police protect property. And the idea is to ramp up the protection of property. UT Austin is saying it is the prerogative of federal government to enforce federal law and protect federal property. But it's not. Yeah. And of course, they're showing B-roll of people spray painting stuff. And, you know, I, I, I see the little cuts in the arms. You know, niggas got the little bicep game up, you know, out there uh, spray painting the shit. But. That's a white nigga, and y'all white niggas need to understand that you are in a gangbang situation. And quite frankly, on some level, you are perpetuating it with this, like, you're spray painting, tagging shit. Like, you just spray painted ACAB on that, which is like a form of claiming turf. Like, so do you really run that corner? Like, if that's, if you sprayed ACAB on that corner, do you have a set? Do you control that spot? Can no one else really go there? without your permission do they have to get a pass and if not you probably shouldn't spray that corner because then you're just making those letters a cab hot for no reason they're already going to be hot because they're it's all cops or bastards i get it that it's an opinion but propagandists are not going to sell it like that and like the average other white onlooker is not going to see it like that because you are young white people that are anti-white supremacy and you're going to bump the fuck out of heads with white people that are young and older that are pro-white supremacy. And remember, they have the police on their side. Like if you should so choose to get into this gangbang situation. Continuing on their job to be a general police force for all crimes what do you say is it legal well it is legal depending upon what they do my views would be closer to the professor at the university of texas i don't know who this uh person Stephen is but, but the statement that okay uh, professor vladek and my, actually both of them are correct i mean the the federal government does this nigga napolitano know what the fuck he wants to say well, uh, well you know fucking everyone everyone's right and yeah, two plus two is five, two plus two is seven. They're both right. Can use federal assets to protect federal property. Stated differently, the Department of Homeland Security can send police into Oregon to protect federal, a federal courthouse in Oregon. Use that as an example. But he All right. So, you know, I'm, I'm not the most constitutional uh, feller out there. But one thing I'm seeing my lefties talking about is, uh, and I do mean my lefties, not um, not liberals, uh, talking about, oh man, Trump wins re-election, there goes any investigation, he's going to get away with all the unconstitutional shit he did. It's like, they've been doing that shit since Carter, nigga. <laughs> they've been doing that shit since Kennedy. They've been doing that shit. They're, like, no president fucking goes hard legally or um uh what was that word investigatively on the previous president of the opposing party they just don't do it it's a fucking um it's a gentle person's handshake on it they just don't fucking do it and it's not gonna start now because orange man bad it ain't buried it ba george bush war crimes nigga war crime hold on let me motherfucking um 
Let me go to Yahoo, go to Google, Bing it, ask that nigga Jeeves. Let me see what the fuck, man. God damn it. Oh, Skippy Flippy Doo. Do a little searchy poo. George Bush. Countries. All right. Oh, God. Politifact. Oh, man. Why is that the one? All right. Um. Former President George Bush, former Vice President Dick Cheney, Richard Cheney. You know, white people got to stop doing that with the name Richard. And uh, but the thing is, there are um, areas where Bush and Cheney are not supposed to be because they com- they committed war crimes. Um, Interpol, the international police organization, does not list any outstanding warrants for Bush and Cheney in their searchable database. Meanwhile, experts in international law said they were not aware of pending warrants, particularly from most ob- from the most obvious entity that might issue one, the International Criminal Court in Hague. The ICC is a permanent independent court that investigates and brings justice to individuals who commit war crimes, crimes against humanity, and genocide, according to the Congressional Research Service. Cases may be referred to the ICC either by a member state, the court's own prosecutor, or the UN um, Security Council. And However, the ICC has not issued warrants for any American citizen, let alone uh, Bush or Cheney. Okay, so they don't have warrants out. Okay. Taking a look, see if there's um any more information on this that's useful. Because a lot of this, like, I, I think pe- art- people that write articles really do be adhering to this minimum amount of words. Like, no, nigga, there should be a maximum. Well, what can you do in 90 words? <laughs> um, obstacles to prosecution is a segment, segment in here in this article on politifact.com. It's conceivable that national courts could take action. Instead, experts say, but while some non-governmental human rights groups have pushed for criminal prosecutions, the experts we checked with were not aware of any pending and public warrants for Bush or Cheney. So, yeah, so not even not even the people who establish what war crimes are are going to prosecute them for war crimes. You think the next president's going to do it? You think Joe Biden is going to investigate Trump? Or when someone asks him, hey, are you going to do that? He's going to say, and watch this. Remember this episode, right? What is this? Um, 7-22-20, July 22nd, 2020, right? 3.35 a.m. They're going to say, so Donald Trump did some pretty unconstitutional stuff. There's going to be some investigations. Uh, yeah, you know, it's going to be some of that, but right now we got to just focus on getting Americans back to work and getting America back working. Watch. Getting Americans back to work and getting America back working. Wait for it. All right, more from uh, Napolitano. Here's where the professor is right. They can't enforce the general criminal law. They can't supplement or or replace the police. They can't go throughout the streets and say, hey, you're committing a crime. We're going to arrest you. They certainly can't do what they've been doing in Oregon, which is arresting people without a warrant and without probable cause, holding them for a few hours and then letting them go. So they have to be restrained and they have to confine their activity to the federal property. Can they travel from the airport to the federal property? Of course. Okay, so he's um, 
he's calling the uh the the federal folks federal thugs in portland are unconstitutional so napolitano was on fox news against that but here's the fun part you barely saw his face or their faces in the segment they just kept playing a b-roll on loop of um of these white folks hitting stuff and spray painting which i don't give a shit like that that's it federal property state prop like what is this building they're hurting and why should i care about it you know feed a human being show me that can they travel from the federal property to wherever they're spending the evening of course but their law enforcement duties must absolutely one of the parts of the b-roll they showed was a cat like hitting a wall with a stick the wall wasn't even getting damaged you know, but they got to show it to you. They got to, you know, scary, scary. Maybe Napolitano's wrong. So that's ill that they had what, you know, if, you, if you're partisan and, you know, relatively politically simplistic, the right words, they still had the backdrop as propaganda, like telling the viewer, hey, if you're in favor of it, still go for it. But hey, the words are fair and balanced right now. <laughs> Indeed, they are neighbors. Okay. I think Theus Cleeter tagged me, not tagged, but linked me to one more thing. Oh, well, might as well uh, segment this off and trigger warning that. All right, winecellarmedia.com. All right, so uh, this coming off of democracynow.org. A new study finds that black children are far more likely to die after surgery. Now, I got to tell you, folks, I am surprised that black children are affected negatively by something more so than others. I would have never seen that coming. I got to after, you know, about five centuries of is some this white supremacy, this um, forced capitalism upon human beings. I really, I really haven't seen any patterns like this. So, um, this article is, um, it's off of democracy now. It, it's really just under topics, black lives matter, healthcare, but I'm not seeing a, um, a specific author of this. So it, um, this uh, in medical news, a new study published in the journal Pediatrics shows that black children are nearly 3.5 times more likely to die in the month following a surgery than white children. The causes of the stark disparity are likely attributable to higher rates of chronic diseases among black people and social factors, including implicit bias and structural racism. And they do have a shot from within the study. It says, um, even among apparently healthy children, being African-American is strongly associated with a higher risk of post-perative complications and mortality mechanisms underlying the established racial differences in in post-perative outcomes may not be fully explained by the racial variation in in pre-operative oh post-operative I'm like post-perative post-operative and pre-operative comorbidity Jesus Christ fucking heavy-handed words 
The old man Jackson wasn't ready for all that big fancy college talking. And there really isn't that much there. You know, I can um, see if there's more here. Democracy Now! That's a not even an article. It's a screenshot and a paragraph. <clears throat> uh, statenews.com? I don't know them. Uh, New York Times. Yeah, I would know. Um, uh, Washington Post. Also digging into it. CNN. I tend to go to their boring asses. Uh, article by Kristen Rogers. So uh, what do what Kristen Rogers may have heard that we haven't seen more of was um, the conversations uh, that says um, so it's well known that black people have higher rates of poor outcomes after surgery than their white counterparts. And um, whether these same disparities exist among different races and healthy children who are expected to have lower risk hadn't been studied until now. Prior related research on children including included analysis of those who had more serious diseases and disorders. The complications and death occurred at a higher rate for even healthy black children in comparison to white peers who participated in the study highlighted that pre-surgery disease isn't the only factor leading to um, operation misfortune that researchers said. <clears throat> so this is the thing about jobs and careers. You know how um, some of us like, you know, and I'm talking about like in our echo chambers and our social circles, circles and social media and activist groups and whatnot. Like if you meet me for the first time and we're just placed in front of each other to get to know each other and chat, I'm going to say the words, what do you do outside of work? Because I'm not going to ask you what your job is because people ask you that so they can decide how to treat you how to classify you because in capitalism you are your job right like even if you're like that's the thing like people associate plumbing with shit even though plumbers fix all sorts of pipes and they don't all have to do with fucking a big pile of shit clogging it which usually the toilet paper more so than the shit <clears throat> and uh but because it's a profession when that person hits their ear, oh, I'm a plumber. Okay, I will respect you as a professional. But, uh, hey, I'm a fast food cashier. Oh, yeah, fuck you. You piece of shit. He works with shit. He's not a piece of shit. <laughs> you know? And so you are your job. So people think that if you're a doctor, a nurse, you just are that. Like, they see that you have the the old scrubberinos on and you know maybe the doctor wears some sort of business casual attire and that's just doctor doctor comes in doctor does doctor thing and you benefit from doctor being doctor folks uh, uh, ralph northam went to medical school while bowen there was nicknamed the coon man because he was so racist and wore blackface a lot. Doctors are human fucking beings. They are people. And guess what a lot of people are? A lot of people are transphobic. A lot of people are racist. A lot of people are misogynist. A lot of people are sadistic and fucked up and cruel. And doctors are plucked from those people more so 
those people just choose to be doctors, whether they can, um, they come from a class privileged background where they can afford to go for it or they're willing to take on that student loan debt. But that's still a person, a person whose father was a Chad and a Chad. I'm thinking about those damn so-called incels <laughs> whose father was fucking Gunther and their mother was Karen and they're a racist piece of shit with a scalpel. And they're gonna say, they, they're gonna say, oh, well, black people can't feel as much pain. Fuck them. Don't give them the anesthetic. Or, uh, hey, I can kind of rush through this procedure. That's all right. Cut a couple corners. It's a black. Who gives a shit? That's a black. It'll be fine. They always pull through. Look, 50 Cent got shot nine times. Mostly leg shots, people. Um, so yeah, keep in mind when you see a doctor, that's a human. Now think about anyone else you like it. And wouldn't it be so easier, right? Cause doctors just supposed to be help. Like it's not even seen as a human. Of course, like their people are their jobs, but it's just seen as a service, like a vending machine, right? Like if you have enough money to put in the vending machine and get a can of Pepsi Cola to go end racism, then, um, <clears throat> that's just like the doctor. You have enough money to go to the hospital, you put your money in it, and health comes out. But, like, you could see someone that's a roofer. Be like, oh, yeah, that, they might be racist. Look, they have on jeans and a t-shirt, and they're kind of dirty. Yeah, it could be racist, right? Doctors groomed. You know their hands are washed. You saw them do it five times. You saw them wash their hands to wash their hands because they touched their hands with their hands. They're clean. Clean people aren't bad. Clean people are good. All people with good hygiene practices, especially if their job requires it, are good people. You don't fucking know that shit. All right. WineCellarMedia.com. And if you want more racist doctors, no, that's terrible. I'm not into the episode like that. Look, folks, we have a fucking uh, Patreon.com slash Fund. The Patreon.com slash Wine Cellar Media Fund is the monthly operating budget. And at the end of the month, <laughs> what's left after the operating budget uh, is um, is what we pay ourselves. And then on the first of the month, Patreon comes in. If you go sign up for the Patreon, make sure you follow the prompts and make sure you sign up just for once a month. And also, uh, and only once a month, I make one paid post. I post on there all month you know, weekly, daily, I just get it popping. But then um, at toward the end of the month, I make one paid post and then that'll come out of what you, uh, they use the word pledge. All right, we'll run with that for, from what you pledge. And then that'll go into the next month of Wine Cellar where we, uh, where we pay for the premium RSS feeds to keep the podcast archives deep, you know, so you can go to episode 700 something, you can go to episode 600 something, we, you know, we pay the price to keep that available. We pay for the web hosting for the website. We pay for the website f- via WordPress. You know, those are annual bills. We, you know, they pop up. We pay them. Um, yeah, the SoundClouds. We pay uh, We pay the folks at Fury. We pay for Talk Fury. You know, so those things come out of the Wine Cellar Media budget. But we also do things like, um, like with Talk Fury. Y'all folks may notice that Chelsea Springler... Her microphone is real low, and so we're working on, like, we're literally just kind of micro-building a little studio, like, remotely, 
So we're sending her parts and pieces that are coming out of the Wine Cellar Media Fund. I think the one I sent was my old one. But, like, we're going to have to send her a microphone. We're going to have to uh, find a decent um, uh, 3.5 millimeter jack microphone. Uh, hopefully a lapel mic. I would like a 3.5 millimeter jack lapel mic. Or even a, a headset. You know, maybe a headset would be dope. That, that might work as well. If she's comfortable wearing a, a headset on for an hour doing the ep, doing the podcast. Yeah, I'll ask her that if she's up for wearing a headset. All right. So, yeah. So if you sign up for that. And then also what's really lovely is um when folks hit those tip jars. <laughs> that's what I call those the bonus checks. Like, I don't know what I did to earn that bonus check, but I'm going to do some more episodes and maybe I'll I'll, I'll complete that task again. And uh, that that shit helps with life, you know, um. And we're going to be able to move. You know, uh, Phoenix Kalita was able to leave that abusive office job uh, because of the Wine Cellar Podcast Media Fund. And then uh, that was her job was doing the Wine Cellar. And now she does the Wine Cellar more part time because now she's full time with Swap. But she wouldn't even be able to start doing part time with Swap if the Wine Cellar Media Fund hadn't brought her out of that church office job in Conservatown, USA. so uh that kind of shit is fucking dope you know and um and it's getting closer and closer to uh moving me out of here like i'll just say we're about um about 800 bucks about and i mean that's monthly like eight as far as like the patreon collectively we're about 800 away from me leaving the factory like if we hit it before the end of this year then i'll definitely um finish out the year at the factory and start next year in there and then when uh when the tax return hits i'm out you know or if we go into next year it could take time i've been doing the podcast for eight years i'm patient you know but yeah if you want to sign up hey hit it up and also i'm watching that paypal because like if the paypal stays consistent monthly as it has because there are folks that would just rather hit the paypal once a month hit the venmo hit the cash app folks do that I, I watched that. That adds up. So like, and if that's looking real consistent, and the Patreon isn't at the goal yet to leave the factory job, might leave anyway, because I'll have faith in the folks that are just hitting the tip jars to hit them monthly. Yeah, because I mean, why wouldn't I have faith in my fucking fellow lefties that have made our lives exponentially better? <laughs> All right. So thanks, folks. Uh, Patreon.com/slash Wine Cellar Media Fund, PayPal.me/slash Phoenix and William cash app is a uh, dollar sign phoenix Kaliter and venmo is at wine cellar media all right please be as safe as possible wherever you are all right facebook you're out of there end live video good day and podcast audio let's go ahead and get that wrapped up good day <laughs>